turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host. Great to be with you today, this fine Monday, the last week of August. It's not even a full week. Can you believe that already? September, you know, I say that every month, but it just seems like it's flying by anyway. It's great to be with you today from three to five right here each and every weekday. You can join the conversation by calling me at 888-528-2557. 888-LA-TALKS, 888-528-2557. i got a question for you today. As you take a look at the news, news of the weekend, different things going on, how's your heart and are you going crazy? Are you going a little bit crazy? When I ask you how's your heart, I'm not asking about your cholesterol. That's a good conversation maybe for a Wednesday. But how is, uh, I don't know why Wednesday, that makes no sense. But how is your heart and are you going crazy? How are you feeling? And we're going to talk about maybe what to do about that. It's Monday. I think uh, if you're already going crazy on Monday, uh, then you're way ahead of the game. But maybe this is a time to get out in front of it for the week. I think we're at that stage where all the things that are happening in the world around us are a little bit strange. I keep hearing hearing people say it. It wasn't always like this. You know, there was an article in The Atlantic a few couple of months ago. We talked about it on the show, but the title always comes back to my mind. It was why the past 10 years of American life have been uniquely stupid. And uh, basically, it was about a modern Tower of Babel and how we're at this place where we don't really understand each other very well. Can I say something here? One, nothing new. There is nothing new under the sun. You know, it might be new for us, this crazy world that we're living in right now, but it's not really new for the history of the world. And God is not confused. And so don't worry. And worry is something that goes on in your inner life, that inner conversation you have with yourself. Do you have that conversation with yourself? Some of you have that conversation out loud, and you should uh, probably talk to somebody about it. But for the rest, most everybody's got that conversation inside. I found this poem. I thought I would read it. The poem is more than 40 years old, and it relates so incredibly well to the things going on today. Do you read poetry? Do you get into that? It's probably not your favorite thing. I think that we... We make a mistake maybe by introducing that in high school. We should wait till people are a little bit older. I hated it when I was a kid. Now, I don't know. Maybe I'm just, you know, older and reflective or whatever, and uh, I kind of like it. I want you to listen to this poem. Maybe you've heard it before, but here's, here is how it goes. Uh, and it's about crazy times, okay? Here's how it goes. Crazy, but that's how it goes. Millions of people living as foes. Maybe it's not too late to learn how to love and to forget how to hate mental wounds not healing life's a bitter shame i'm going off the rails on a crazy train i'm going off the rails on a crazy train i've listened to preachers i've listened to fools i've watched all the dropouts who make their own rules one person conditioned to rule and control the media sells it and you live the role Mental wounds still screaming, driving me insane. I'm going off the rails on a crazy train. I'm going off the rails on a crazy train. I know that things are going wrong for me. you got to listen to my words. Isn't this amazing? This is 40 years old. It's brilliant and completely relevant. It continues this way. 
Heirs of a cold war, that's what we've become. Inheriting troubles, I'm mentally numb. Crazy, I just cannot bear. I'm living with something that just isn't fair. Mental wounds not healing. Who and what's to blame? I'm going off the rails on a crazy train. I'm going off the rails on a crazy train. That's uh, 42 years old, that song right there. Uh, You know who wrote that? Have you figured out who wrote that already? Uh, Ozzy Osbourne wrote that. Ozzy Osbourne, who is in the news today, who said that he is uh, deciding to get off the crazy train and leave the United States today. Uh, I think that is an incredible thing when, you know, things must be pretty bad if Ozzy Osbourne thinks we've we've lost our minds. Uh, Here's what he said uh, when he was interviewed. He said this. Ozzy said, (laughs) now, as it was interpreted, he said this. Everything is ridiculous here. I'm fed up with people getting killed every day. God knows how many people have been shot at school shootings. And there was that mass shooting in Vegas at that concert. I'll bet if you're a musician, there's a whole different uh, you know, side to that, that terrible thing. You, you probably feel it and worry about it a lot more. The funny thing about, uh, there's a lot funny probably about Ozzy Osbourne, but the different thing that uh, he's, the funny thing about him is that he told a completely different story. So to American news, he's saying, I'm leaving because you guys are nuts. But to a British newspaper, the Times Mirror, he said, uh, the taxes are getting too much. I'm sad because I really, really like staying in the United States and living in the United States, but the taxes are too high. So that's uh, that's what's going on with him. But I thought, you know, I'll bet I, I read that song and I thought, you know, if there's anything that can be encouraging, <laughs> it's to realize somebody wrote a song 40 years ago that sounds like it's just today. There is nothing new under the sun, as the Bible tells us. You might think it's new. It might be you to you and me, but God's not confused. And I think that's part of the language we've got to have in our head. A bigger piece of what needs to be in our head is that, is that Jesus needs to be in our head. And that inner conversation needs to be a dialogue that is really part of prayer. Do you pray? Do you really pray? How are you doing? What is your heart like? What is your inner conversation like? Are you doing okay? Is it just too crazy? Are you leaving? Or do you need some some direction. How are you feeling? You can join our conversation, 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557 is the number. This is Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host. You can also email me at SoCalLive at KKLA.com, SoCalLive at KKLA.com. When we get together on this program, I take a look at the news of the day and I go, what, you know, what is the angle that we can take that's different than any other show you might listen to? particularly the fact that we're, we're Christians and can we get down into what is behind a lot. And I was reading stories today about from the LA Times about how abortion uh, is not going to change in California, that between two-thirds and 75% of Californians are going to probably support a constitutional amendment, California Constitution. Did you know every state has a constitution? Yes, California Constitution change that will make abortion um, always legal in in California. And it's talking about some Republican Congress people who have put together legislation for Washington that is not getting a lot of traction, but they signed on to it that basically says that the unborn child has constitutional rights. That's probably the next national big argument with that subject. But in their own campaigns here, they're they're putting it aside, and they think that's kind of a a loser issue in California. I would like to point out that nothing is a loser issue in California when only one-third of the people vote. 
if people actually got out there and vote, you know, if 70 percent, 75 percent of Californians voted, who knows what the way we would actually think on a lot of things. I think it could be a lot different. I think that you should get out there and make sure that you, you vote on stuff and pay attention to the local issues. But see, regardless of where the law comes down, and we talk about voting and we've got the election coming up and it's important. I think that everybody, including Christians, has a duty to vote and to not just vote because of the R&D after the name, but to pay attention to what those people will actually do. Because the fact is, is there's, there's sometimes there's one D that's better than another D and there's one R that's better than another R. You should figure that out. Sometimes there's an I next to it, independent. But at the end of the day, what really changes our country? What really helps us when we're thinking we're just on a crazy train here and we can't get off? The answer is your heart. And by heart, I mean in a biblical sense, the seat of your inner being, and it's the heart of others. That's what it means. You know how we say as Christians, if you've been to church, and I know some of you haven't been to church, but you've probably heard the idea of asking Jesus into your heart. And if you went to Sunday school as a kid or you came up front for an altar call maybe at your church or someplace, you've probably heard the expression, asking Jesus into your heart. Well, it doesn't mean that there's some location for him between your ventricles. It's inviting him into your internal being, inviting him into who you are. See, that is a piece of this conversation that I think we need to really have. It's where you make the Holy Spirit your conscience. It's where he becomes your wisdom, your hope, your motivation, your salvation. It's where you look at the crazy world we're living in and you go, God's not confused and therefore I'm not going to be. I'm going to love people because that's what he called me to do. And it really is rejuvenating, especially if you get discouraged, to realize that Jesus is in your heart, meaning that he is the the core of, of who you are. And when you're worried about issues, maybe abortion or maybe what's going on in schools or gender issues or violence or crime, all of those things, the way to fix it is people's hearts, that people's hearts have to change. And the first place we got to look at is is ourselves. You know, are we, when we examine our own hearts, you know, name the issue, whatever it is, are we selfish or are we generous? Do we really put other people first or do we only do that when it benefits us, which is not really putting other people first? Proverbs 14, 10 tells us each heart knows its own bitterness and no one else can share its joy. Each heart knows its own bitterness and no one else can share its joy. But you know what that is? That's the, the conversation you have in your head, your inner self, right? It's so hidden and it's so complex and there's an inner, there's a, an inner side to you that is so unique to just you. It means that other people will rarely understand you. Do you ever feel like you're not understood? I do sometimes, you know, and uh, that's why we have to have clarification, right? In a good conversation, in a good relationship, there's clarification whenever you say something and people don't understand. And it's always good to feel like you're, you're understood. It's frustrating when you feel like you can't. Your inner conversation has a lot to do with that. 888-528-2557 if you want to join our conversation. This is Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, 888-528-2557. I think this is why this idea that we're not paying a lot of attention to people's hearts. As a church, this is where we're called to interact. We've got to deal with our own heart first, but recognize that it's hearts that change. And I think that as a culture, one of the reasons that things are so crazy 
and even maybe as church culture, so not just the United States culture, but maybe the culture that we have in our churches or between churches or different styles, is we don't take a lot of time to understand each other. We have become a people who just wants to put people in categories, and we don't allow for nuance. Critical theory does that ultimately. It just puts everybody in a category, and that's where it breaks down, because everybody doesn't actually just fit in a particular category. But it leads to divisions in our politics. I mean, are you a, are you a MAGA Republican or some other kind of Republican? What do you have to do to qualify for that? Do you have to have one of those hats? And, you know, what does that mean? Are you some kind of fascist? That's what you're being told. Um, If you're on the other side, you know, what do you have to do to be a socialist? Are you somebody who just believes in big government or you actually want the government to own everything? Or what about the pronouns that we're supposed to use? There are so many different kinds of pronouns. I would love to see this. There, there are multiple kinds, right? There's Z and Zis and that. There's so many different ones. I'd love to see a bunch of people in a room who all have different pronouns and have, let them have a conversation and try to remember whose pronouns are what. You can't do it. But the thing is, is that if you don't have the certain thing to say, then you're not really a progressive if you won't put your pronouns maybe in your Twitter handle. See, we find ways to divide all sorts of different ways. And we fool ourselves into thinking that we're doing something right when really we're not. Proverbs sixteen twelve: all a man's ways seem innocent to him, but motives are weighed by the Lord. God always knows what's really happening. And sin, people frame things in such a way uh, so that their side is always right, or they're always right. But the motives are weighed by the Lord. This means that you don't even truly understand yourself compared to what God can see. You're, you become alone. Do you feel alone? I think that so many of us are struggling really with loneliness. Somebody said a while ago that the pandemic that we had with COVID is one thing, but the real pandemic is a pandemic of loneliness. In England, they actually created a government department called the Ministry of Loneliness. It's not ministry like church. It's, it's, it's an interesting term that in some countries they'll call the different departments, like we would have the Department of Defense or the State Department, They would just call the same thing a ministry, ministry of state or ministry of defense, those kinds of things. It is a ministry biblically, by the way. Interesting that they would call it that. But they have a ministry of loneliness that they've identified that in the culture, loneliness is killing people. It's causing strain on the health care. It's causing strain in the politics. And I think that that's true for us. And I think it goes into this inner conversation, this part of where we are, this part of our heart. Proverbs 16, 2 All a man's ways seem innocent to him, but motives are weighed by the Lord. There is something going on that even God knows better than us. This is why, and this is is really my, my point here, is that we need to have a relationship with God, not just an academic understanding of God. You should have both. But see, if God is only something that you believe in, then he becomes abstract. And maybe you know a lot of doctrine and you know a lot of Bible, or maybe you don't. Maybe you listen well in church, or you've heard some basics and you've accepted those. But here's the thing. If, if Jesus, if the Holy Spirit, if God, is not part of your inner conversation, that inner dialogue that you have with yourself, if he's not, then you're all by yourself because nobody else can get in there. See, that's what it means, by the way, to have Jesus in your heart, that he is a part of that conversation. He's a part of who you really are and how you actually think. 
See, and this is where change happens. This is where conviction of sin happens. This is where our heart changes on our behaviors, but also our worldview, the way we see the world. And if if Jesus is a part of that conversation that people have in their in their head, they begin to change. If he's not, then all we're going to have is an argument where we will try to be persuasive of one person or another. We will try to push each other to a certain place, but if we stop listening, then we're just going to make each other mad and we're going to go crazy. How's, how is your relationship with God? If God is only something you believe in, but he's not your friend, he's not part of your conversation in your mind, then maybe you don't know him too well. I was thinking about this also. You're listening, by the way, to Southern California Live. The number is 888-528-2557. I'm Scott Furrow, your host. And there was a video that got deleted, but the news report came out. It was of uh, Britney Spears. Britney Spears, who has a, a hit out with Elton John right now, and uh, you know what? Good for her. I mean, it's in the sense of uh, she was under that relationship with her parents where she was under that conservative conservatorship, I think is how you say it, um, from 2008 to 2021, where her life was kind of governed. And it's, you know, there's a lot of details we don't really know, but it's all a sad story. And it was some legal entanglement run by her father and others over her career. And she got out of it last year. Well, in this rant, what got published was this. She asked, how did they get away with it? Meaning her dad and the people who were a part of that. But then she said this. She said, how is there a God? Is there a God? And I thought it's interesting that in her personal venting of whatever she was struggling with at that that particular moment, that she's questioning God and she's asking, is there a God? This is somebody who I think grew up in church with some understanding of who God is. And you know, I thought, you know, if God, if she was pursuing the Lord, if Jesus was in her heart, so to speak, and maybe his, I'm not the one to judge all of this, but it doesn't seem like it, okay? And she's asking, how is there a God? Is there a God? She could have that conversation with God. Do you ever ask that question? How is there a God? Is there a God? Maybe you're looking at the violence in our culture right now, and you're asking this. Somebody got some kid, just a kid, I don't know any more details, but last night at one o'clock in the morning on the Walk of Fame, in Hollywood here, was shot and killed. And, you know, it is a a terrible story, and I think it does cause a lot of people to ask, how is there a God? Is there a God? And she goes on to talk about how alone she is, Britney Spears. And it was sad, and it was probably deleted for some legal reason, so I don't know, somebody probably copied it out there, and it's out there. And, you know, it's, it's something that's, uh, you don't need to watch it. It just was out there, and I thought, you know, people have this conversation going on in their head, and if Jesus isn't a part of that, if you can't go to Scripture and get comforted from God's Word, if you just don't know where to turn, that's a very lonely place. Can I invite you to really ask the question of yourself, is Jesus in your heart? Is Jesus actually in your heart? Britney Spears went on to say, if you are a weird introvert oddball like me who feels alone a lot of the time and you needed to hear a story like this today, don't feel alone. Uh, know that my life has been far from easy and you're not alone. There's something to her her thinking here where she's trying to let you in, right? You can't get in there. And if you've been in that position, and I'll bet many of you have, we 
can't live in that kind of isolation. We are not designed to be isolated like that in our heads. It doesn't matter how famous we are. It doesn't matter that we have a hit song. It doesn't matter that we have wealth. We can be very, very alone with the isolation in our heads. And here's what I'm getting at. The issues of abortion that we talk about, where is the abortion conversation really happening? It's happening in that inner conversation that we have in our inner life. That's where the fear is. That's where the worry is. That's where the stress is. That's where the no one's going to help me. Nobody understands me. I have to get out of this. No one's going to help me. How am I going to do this conversation is some of that comes out in relation, but it's more in our head, right? The gender conversation, the gender dysphoria, things like that. There's so much of that that's in our head. It's where the God conversation is, where what's going on in our, our life. See, without God, it's a lonely place in our own head, isn't it? My friends, this is what we have to offer. This is a big part of our faith. This is a big part of Christianity, and it does affect all the crazy issues in our society today, all of them. This conversation that's going on in our head, this is a matter of the heart that every person deals with. And what we have to offer is not just right thinking about an issue. This might be one of the biggest struggles of the church today is that we want people to think the right way, and we have so much teaching and so much so many words and so many different ways to communicate the gospel, the words of it. But we often lack the presence of God that leads to a true path in one person's life. See, and the God is the, the living God, which we believe in. God is the only one who can walk with you through every dark valley. He's the only one who really understands. He knows you better than you know yourself. See, and this is more than a concept. This is more than an academic explanation of why there's a God, why there's a creator, what Jesus did for you. And it's more than just living a moral life and a bunch of commands. It's that human beings, when they are saved, what it means to have Jesus in your heart is that they have a sense of God, his love, his presence, his comfort, his grace, his mercy. It is so powerful. Have you thought about this, what it means to have Jesus in your heart? Do you have something you can share on that? When you when we get back, I got to take a break and then I'll take your calls. 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. Uh, this is Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow. When we get back, I will take your calls. And I want us to realize that and really ask this question. Do I have Jesus in my heart? Really? This is Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrier, your host. I'll be back with your calls as the Monday edition of SoCal Live continues. 